Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome into the Starcastic Marks Studios. My name is Ryan, and this is Starcastic Marks. Specifically, this is the after-game review for game number 72 against the Chicago Blackhawks, who lose tonight. Thank goodness. Stars win by a final score tonight of 6-4, to four, although it should have been 6-2, to two, thanks to uh, the two goals scored by Issa Lindell for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. But uh, we'll get into that as we, get, as we go through here tonight. But before we get into tonight's game... Uh, we want to thank DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Go and use the promo code THPN the next time you go and use their app. Um, we appreciate them being our sponsor. It allows us to do things like this. allows us to do watch-alongs on the Hockey Podcast Network YouTube channel and all that sort of stuff. So thank you to them for allowing us to do all that sort of stuff. So Stars do win, like I mentioned earlier, by a final score of 6-4, to four, but it should have been 6-2. to two. Um it was a weird game. It, it was a very weird game. It, it wasn't the the prettiest of ways to get the job done. But, you know, we've been saying that for weeks now. The Stars seem to find a way to get the job done, even when it seems like they're not going to. Um, I did not do an after-game review for the game yesterday. Thank goodness that I probably would have been very hacked off considering how the game went. But we don't have to talk about that tonight. <laughs> we can talk about good, happy things with the Stars tonight as the they get the six goals tonight, and it was their. I think it was by their top five uh, scorers who scored in this game tonight. So the big guys for the Stars are taking care of business tonight. So, um, let's talk about my biggest winner and biggest loser tonight. Oh, I, I should mention no Chris and no James tonight. So y'all are just kind of stuck with me once again. Uh, I think Chris is a little exhausted from his from his trip. Uh, he's back now from North Carolina. I'm sure he's feeling kind of tired and enjoying his a, a little bit of time off, even though he was at uh, nationals. And then uh, James is currently working. So again, the dudes work, he, where he works like crazy. It's, it's amazing. The amount of hours he gets, he definitely gets overtime. So I hope he's banking and getting the extra money that uh, he deserves, but we'll see how it goes. Um, anyways, uh, biggest loser and biggest winner in tonight's game tonight. Uh, biggest loser is just inherit. It has to be SLN Um, It's, 
and not because he played, he had a bad game. Uh, Lindell just, the, the puck seems to bounce off of him. He's in the right defensive place at the right time. And it just happens to bounce off of him, unfortunately. And that happened with two of the four Chicago Blackhawks goals tonight. So uh, biggest winner tonight, uh, I would say Robertson, it would be a good choice for that. He finally gets uh, the goal scoring again going. Uh, he had three goals in his previous 16 games before he scored two tonight. So that's a big deal for Robertson to get on the board tonight twice and almost got the hat trick there at the end. It looked like he was going to get it and it went inches wide. Um, let me see. Uh, another biggest winner is Jamie Ben. Uh, he's very quietly been almost a point per game player. Um, I think there was one stat that I wrote down that I heard, uh, Razor say, I think it was, he's had 21 points in the last 23 games. So, and you know, when you, when you look at that, he's been very quiet. I mean, he's been very quiet and, and I, I heard that statistic and I was just like, you know what? That's fantastic. Uh, he hasn't really been scoring a ton of goals, but it's mostly been assists. But you know what? Who cares? Uh, he's been taking care of business on the offensive side of the puck. And, uh, you know, and I I think probably the the biggest, biggest winner, if that makes any sense. I've already said like two or three names. But it's along with Robertson, it's got to be that top line. Uh, the top line really gets the job done for the Stars here tonight. And if it wasn't for them, this could have been a very different outcome for the Stars tonight. Uh, it could have been a very stupid outcome where, you know, Chicago gets two lucky goals and then they only score, they really only score two goals and then they win four to three or four to two or something like that. This game very easily should have been five to one, six to one, six to two, five to two, something like that in favor of the Stars tonight. The Stars played a much better game than they did against the New Jersey Devils last night. Um, I did get a chance to watch a little bit of the first and second period of the New Jersey game. And I thought they were doing okay. And I know the, the complete collapse was in the third period. And I was uh, graciously informed by several people that they played an absolute third period. So I guess you could say just overall, the biggest, uh, the biggest, 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 biggest winner after the first line is just all the players in general. Every player uh, definitely responded differently here tonight and it didn't look like they were on a second game of a back-to-back. So they they played really well. They really did. And uh, again, Razor made some sort of comment. You know, they, they definitely saved their energy in the third period against New Jersey. So they they better be using that, uh, that energy here in tonight's game. Well, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into our game summary here for tonight. I got about... I have the actual iPad tonight, not the, uh, not the, uh, you know, primitive iPad. I've still got it from over here, but that was from the game on Tuesday. But in two ways, let me know what you guys think of this game in the comment section down below. And I will definitely pull up some of the comments to keep this conversation going tonight, especially since I'm here all alone. And so any comments you have, I'd really appreciate it. So I'm going to go ahead and pull up Alex first just because it's interesting because I, I didn't get to watch the New, New Jersey game in full. But uh, the, the Stars dominated almost the whole game against New Jersey Devils, just couldn't score. And that doesn't surprise me. That's That's been a thing uh, complete recently with the Stars for, for some strange reason. I don't know why. Uh, Alex also saying every shot was right in Dawes' chest. Yeah, and Dawes has been really good for the New Jersey Devils as of recently. 
Um, but you know, if you're going to shoot right at his chest, obviously he's going to make every single save. So, uh, if that, if that was the case in the game, especially in the third period, then no wonder that the stars didn't win the game, uh, last night, but let's go ahead and let's put that behind us. <laughs> Cause I, I'm a lot more happier now than I was when I heard about what happened in the game against New Jersey, um, which we should have won by the way. And right now we should be in the first wild card spot. If you're the stars, that's exactly what you want. You want the first wild card spot so you can take the Pacific Division route into the playoffs, and uh, we'll we'll see how that how that goes for the stars. And and they they have every ability to take that spot away from Nashville. Um, and you know before we get into the game summary, actually, I should mention this because it actually may look like Vegas may get into the playoffs and the stars at the same time, which would be a really bad thing. If the stars end up going the Pacific division route, because uh, I think LA is on a five game losing streak at this point, and they hold the third uh, spot in the Pacific right now. And I think they're only, they're only two points up on Vegas. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. I'm not positive on that, but they are very, 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 very close. So, I mean, I hope for the stars sake that the Los Angeles figures it out. Cause I'd much rather play, uh, Los Angeles in the playoffs, then the uh, Vegas Golden Knights with there being no cap, they could just pull everybody off of LTIR and just go for it. And hopefully they're not able to do that and they just miss the playoffs, but we will see. Um, anyways, getting into the game summary tonight after several uh, several random tangents there. Uh, Gary Onoff is in, student each is out, and the lanes are completely scrambled other than the first line from the game last night. That was something I noticed right off the bat. And then I also noticed that Harley was in and Hanley was out. So Hanley is back in for the fifth time in six games. And he looked good tonight. One of the comments that I mentioned early, or maybe it was early in the third third period or second period. I can't remember. I think it was a, it was in the third period that he had a lot of shot attempts tonight. And I want to see more of that out of uh, Thomas Harley. He's starting to get more comfortable uh, on the offensive side of the puck for the Dallas Stars. So continue that. Um, anyway, 1745 in the stars, would get their first power play. It was kneeing on Stillman Stillman from what I saw tonight was a, a complete jerk. <laughs> uh, you know, he really reminds me a lot of, I don't know if many of y'all remember Chris Connor, who was a little five, six little player. He was a, he was not fun to play against and, uh, the stars loved him. So, but I did not like Stillman and, it was very clearly kneeing. It was a dangerous hit. He stuck his leg out there, and thank goodness Radulov was okay because uh, that would have been really bad. And, you know, Radulov looked okay for the rest of the game, so hopefully there's no lingering effects from that hit. Um, but anyways, the Stars would go on the power play um, in about a minute and a half into this power play, which it didn't look great at all for the first power play. There's a really good defensive play by Seth Jones there, so shout out to the DFW prospect. But with one second remaining, Jamie Benn would get the power play goal, and it wasn't anything fancy. It was just a shot from the point from Haskinen, and Ben was right there with the net front rebound. And then I already mentioned this, but Ben with 21 points in the last 23 games. So good for Ben to put the stars up one to nothing early on in the game. Um, 13.45, Hintz does a weird thing that you don't normally see Hintz do. He turns the puck over in the offensive zone, and there was a good save by Otter off of a Chicago shot and bailed out his buddy there. So Hintz with a bad uh, turnover. I really haven't said that very much uh, this season from Rope Hintz, who is one of the Stars' best two-way forwards. Um, in the first seven minutes, I noticed that there was a lot of time being spent in the Stars' zone. And 
I don't know if it was necessarily, you know, dangerous opportunities, but it was definitely there was more time being spent in the star zone within the first seven minutes of the game. Right after I wrote that, it becomes 1-1. Essa with a really bad turnover. He tries to get it over to his D partner, which who I believe at that point was Hawkenpaw. And it was a just a real quick two-on-one right at the star's blue line. And Kurashev would score off of Essa taking away the pass. And it just happens to trickle by Otter. Uh, Otter, you know, I, I don't really fault him for that because he was going for the... He was going, expecting the pass to get across, and so was SS, and that's why SO was there. And it just happened several times this season where Essa Lundell is like the new Jordy Ben. You know, back in the day, Jordy Ben was here. It just seemed like pucks would bounce off of Jordy Ben and go into the net. And Essa Lundell has unfortunately had that happen to him over the past uh, month or so. So hopefully that doesn't continue for Essa, but <laughs> it would later on in this first period. Foreshadowing continues. Um, 50 seconds later, 11-10 remaining. Suter with a really good shot off the rush. So Suter getting in there, and he leads the Stars defenseman with goals, which is amazing for a 36-year-old. Um, but Fox, uh, about a minute later, would take a penalty for interference, and it was Chicago's first power play of the game. And Chicago hasn't had a very good power play overall, like over the course of the season, but they have been fairly hot in the last five games. They were four for 16, so 25% on the power play is definitely respectful, uh, respectable. Sorry, if I can talk. Um, 9.45 remaining, Otter with two good saves, who I should mention real quick. Otter was very good tonight. In all reality, he only allowed two goals tonight. And one, I, I, especially that last one, was definitely his fault. He probably should have squared up. But I understand why he why he did what he did. He was looking to, to try and, and cut off that pass. And he left that far side wide open. And Kirby Dog is a really good player. He's not going to miss that. So uh, we'll talk about that here when we get to it. But, uh, you know, I'll go, I'll go ahead and pull up Ardell's comment here. Uh, Otter has to clean up his game just a bit. Need him to not give up four. I really didn't think he gave up four. I really think he just gave up two. But I do agree with you that he does need to clean up his game a little bit. Um, but he's, in the, especially in the third period, he was very good for the Stars. And he had some some pretty big saves off of some really stupid turnovers by the Stars, and he bailed out his guys. So it could have been worse, and uh, it, it, it's kind of half and half with Otter right now. He's not as dominant as he was when he was playing, you know, basically every game, but I, I, he's been above average, I guess I, I would say. He hasn't been average, he's been above average, but he hasn't been sucky, if that makes any sense. So he's just giving us good, solid goaltending, not elite goaltending like he was giving us for that period of like 20 games when, you know, Holtby was out and before we got Wedgwood. So I don't know. That, that's just what I, that's a good, that's a good point, Ardell. But uh, that's just what I think right now. Um, anyways, Otter would have uh, another good save on Patrick Kane from a, from one timer during that power play. So good for him. 8.45 remaining in the first period. I wrote the shots are 11-6 to 6 Chicago. Uh, most of the shots were from the outside, so not crazy deep, like large chances, but still shots on goal. Um, and then literally 11 seconds later after I wrote that, Chicago would take the lead 2-1 to one off of a Taves power play goal, but it wasn't really anything special you know, to write home about. And it was the second goal that would go off of Essa Lindell. So... It's just really unfortunate for the Stars, and I was thinking, you know, 
I, I, I don't think that we're going to lose this game. I know we were down two to one at that point, but I wasn't feeling panicky or anything like that. I honestly thought that the stars were playing really well. It was two fluke bounces off of Vesa Lindell. And it just happened that they got two goals in three minutes and 15 seconds. And it was the, I mean, that was the story at, at the, at that point in the game was just two unlucky bounces. So anyways, 747 remaining. There's a big save by Lincoln in on Thomas Harley before the penalty, uh, before they called the penalty for the star's second power play it was a six on five shot. So again, Harley making his presence known offensively. Stars would go on the power play for the second time. Debrinkit would take an interference penalty on Glenn Denning, and it was a retaliatory penalty, so it was a stupid play by Debrinkit. And the Stars would make them pay first before the goal happens, hence would hit the post after a cross-zone pass, and I thought for sure that was going to go in, but it did not. But Pavelski does his thing again. He gets the second goal for the Stars, ties it up for them, and it's a tip from a Sagan top circle shot. So up at the top of the face-off circle, and it's all of a sudden the Stars, who have really sucked on the power play, are all of a sudden two for two in the game. So hopefully this sort of thing continues for the Dallas Stars, you know, doing well on the power play, because that has to be something that they do really, really, really well in order to be successful in the playoffs. Because the way that they play, they make you pay for the few chances that they get and then they're really 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 good defensively well typically not so much this year for the stars actually but um let's hope that that power play continues for the stars so it's two to two five minutes remaining in the first there was a good four check by raffle who would get give the puck to gary in the slot and then he would get a chance there but a really good save by lincoln in there uh, there's a big hit by hawk and paw on Kurashev, so maybe some retribution for that goal that happened to go in a minute later, Hence would take an interference penalty for the second Chicago power play. And then two minutes later, it was killed off. That was the first successful uh, penalty kill for either team in the game. So, again, Hence doing some weird things tonight, taking a penalty, you know, turning the puck over in the first period. Uh, but he would make up for it later. <sighs> hey, hockey fans. Feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get 150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. In the final minute of the first period, I wrote this down. There was a really good shift by the Foxa line. And uh, I forget who else was on it. It was Foxa, uh, Peterson, and Radulov, I believe, for the most part, it, who, with who you saw with the Foxa. So at the end of the first period, all I wrote was, you know, the power play was really good, and Chicago had two fortunate goals, and that's why it's 2-2. Two to two. Otherwise, this game should have been 2 to nothing. Easy. So the shots and goal at the end of that period were 13 to 10 in favor of Chicago. Going into the second period, though, 
I wrote that the that the Stars are 5-13 to 13 on the power play against Chicago this season. So even though the Stars have been historically bad after the All-Star break on the power play, you know, they, they're still doing really, really, really well against the Chicago Blackhawks in the season series. Um, early on, you know, the Stars can't seem to get out of their zone in within the first, you know, minute and a half. And that's that really worried me because I was thinking, oh, well, is are they starting to feel the effects of, you know, second game of a back to back? But literally 15 seconds later, I was wrong. Um, Dallas would go up three to two off of a Chicago turnover. It was specifically Kirby Doc. So Hints would score from Pavelski and it was absolutely a fantastic play by Pavelski and also by Hints. And that first line is continuing to be completely dominant for the Dallas Stars. And, you know, they mentioned Hintz and they mentioned Pavelski, and then they mentioned Jason Robertson, which I mentioned this at the beginning, but I'll mention it again. At this point, it was almost like foreshadowing. It's almost like the Stars, like, took the jinx off of Robertson at this point. But Robertson had only had three goals in the last 16 games after having back-to-back hat tricks. So it's like he got sucked dry for those two games where he had six goals, and then all of a sudden three and 16. So he gets two tonight. We'll talk about those here in a second. Um, 17, 10 remaining in the second period, Gary would show some speed with some chance with a really good chance in front. So Gary on really, really showing his speed there. And we need to see more of that from him. I would love to see that, uh, more from him. Like we see it from hints. Hints is consistently every single game getting, you know, two to three good chances because he's using his speed to get behind the opposing defense. So I would love to see Gary on do that. That's just a random thought I had. Um, 15, 15 remaining in the, in the second period, there was a possible two on one for Dallas, but again, Seth Jones doing really well to break it up uh, in that, uh, scenario, 15 minutes remaining, uh, Robo would get a shot and hence almost puts it away after grabbing it with his hand, throwing it down and almost getting it in, but it was, it would not happen. And then about 10 49 remaining in the second period, uh, Kachuk who came over from the deal for Brandon Hagel. So he's from Tampa Bay. He gets his first goal as a Chicago Blackhawk member. He gets it's a one timer from the point and end whistle with the screen in front. That was one. That was the first real goal that Chicago had scored in that game. And it, I mean, it was a good shot. And I mean, it was just a simple shot. You know, there's some uh, some traffic in front. Otter couldn't see it. Goes behind him. So and that would make it three to three. Um, 10.30 remaining in the second period, though, I wrote the shots are 21 to 15 Chicago, and then I wrote Chicago is lucky to be in this game because there were a, there were, I mean, they were not playing defense at all in tonight's game, and, and Razor mentioned it several times, uh, even before I noticed it, in the fact that they were really, really just focusing in on the offensive side of the puck. It's almost like their coach just said, all right, go get goals. We're just going to outscore our problems and hope that we get at least one or two saves, but Uh, That did not happen for Chicago tonight, which is why we win the game. Um, Nine minutes and 32 seconds remaining. Taves would have a shot that goes off the post. And and right before that, there was a good defensive play by Suter to stop a possible Kane chance. So right at the blue line, Suter doing his job. And he's been fantastic for the Stars this year. Hopefully, I'll remember to talk about him more towards the end of the uh, episode here tonight. But... Dallas would finally go up and get a four to three goal. Robo would finally score and would end all the foreshadowing that I had mentioned. And he go he scores by shooting it off of Lincoln. So he's behind the net. He throws it at Lincoln and it bounces off Lincoln and into the net. It was a great play by him because it was 
you know, he didn't have any chance to get it back in front and take a decent shot. So really good awareness by Robertson there. He takes advantage of the opportunity that he has, and it's four to three Dallas. I don't know who had the original shot who I meant to write it down. I even I even literally have a blank where I meant to write it down, but I forgot. But it was a uh, it was just wide. It just went wide. The original shot went wide of the boards and Robertson was right there. Takes care of business. Um, and then they brought up a interesting t- uh, statistic that I think needs to be discussed because Stars fans in general, you know, are very divided about John Klingberg. And we've talked about him a lot this year with his uh, possible contract extension, the fact that maybe he was going to get traded. You know, uh, he's he's been had he hasn't really had a good year, especially defensively, but he's been better defensively ever since the trade deadline. And yeah, he did have a couple of turnovers tonight, but they weren't egregious. But we need to acknowledge the offensive side for Klingberg. He has as many points as Kale McCarr in the last 18 games, and he's he's tied for second. And the only person th- that McCarr and Klingberg are behind is Roman Yossi, who, you know, sh- definitely should, you know, win the Norris Trophy for the league this year. If he doesn't win, it, it would be a travesty. He, he deserves to be it. But uh, anyway, going back to Klingberg, Klingberg has been much better over the course of the last four weeks. And those who say, oh, well, Klingberg needs to be traded, Klingberg needs to be traded, it, it, it no. <laughs> the only reason why we're even close to, you know, being in the playoffs is because of the play of John Klingberg. Because at the time he started getting better is the time when he had to step up because Miro Heiskanen went out for mononucleosis. And I don't think it's a a coincidence that he's played better since the trade deadline. Um, I don't know where this team would be without John Klingberg, especially over the course of the last, what, six, seven years. Um, And people always forget. And and everyone forgets about the first time the stars really started making some noise in the playoffs is when they played National Predators, I believe it was 2018 or 2019. I can't remember. It's pre-COVID. And he scored the game overtime goal in game six, which allowed the Stars to go to the second round. And yes, we lost to St. Louis, but he was clutch in that whole series. So shut up about John Klingberg. Okay? <laughs> Klingberg haters go away. All right? He is not, he should not be hated on. Anyways, back to the game. Uh, 6.35 remaining. Uh, Alex Debrinkit, who I wish we had gotten instead of Riley Tufty. No offense to Riley Tufty. Um, shoots wide on a scary shot, and I was like, oh, that should that probably shouldn't be a shot that we would, should give up. But anyways, uh, five and a half minutes remaining in the second period. Stars would go up 5-3, to three, and that would end up being a crucial goal for the Stars. Robertson again with a great shot from the top of the circle, and Pavelski with the screen in front. And uh, that would just about do it for uh, Lincoln in tonight. And I honestly thought that he was going to get pulled at that point. Uh, he wouldn't get pulled until after the second and going into the third, Colin Delia would go in. But it, I know it was, he's given up five goals and Lincoln didn't exactly look great tonight, but that shot in particular was just a really good shot by Robertson. It, it was a fantastic shot. It, it picked the corner and, you know, Robertson did Robertson things. You know, it looks like nothing's going to happen. And all of a sudden, boom, it's in the back of the net. It's like, oh, okay. Okay, Robertson. And he tends to do that. He tends to do that. Make Gets something out of nothing. So, anyway, this, that puts the Stars up 5-3. to three, 
And 447, Otter would have a good save on Kelvin DeHaan point shot through a lot of traffic. So at this point, uh, Chicago's just trying to get some traffic in front of Jake Ottinger. Uh, Jones' shot would ride up Klingberg's stick out of play, so Klingberg making a good defensive play there. Dallas with some good zone pressure with three minutes remaining, but nothing would come out of it. So I think they spent an extended time, I think it was about, about a minute, maybe a minute and a half, where they were consistently in the Chicago zone. So, and, but unfortunately nothing would come out of that. A minute and a half remaining, I wrote down. A little more between the the Stars and the Chicago Blackhawks. 15 seconds later, Reichel, who is a 19-year-old for uh, Chicago, is a draft pick. He's looked, he's looking to do really, really well. Uh, But he had a really good shot and it was even better saved by Otter. And it was, again, off of a Klingberg turnover, but nothing would come of it. So, Otter bailing out his buddy Klingberg there. At the end of the second, all I wrote was first first line is doing the job that we need them to do in order in order for us to get the points that we need. And uh, on top of that, I also wrote Jamie Ben is having a really good game and he's consistently being really good offensively, but very quietly. So that's very weird for Jamie Ben to be doing well quietly because typically when he does well, he's you know throwing the body. Uh, getting in there physically. He loves playing like a St. Louis Blues type game. And we haven't really seen that a ton this season from him. But regardless, he's been playing really well for the Stars as of late. And he should definitely be getting credit for what he's been doing lately. Um, Let me go ahead and pull up a couple of uh, comments here. But (laughs) Uh, I'll go ahead. Where the heck is Chris? I haven't seen him in like four or five games now. The GG. I'll, you're going to have to stick with it for me tonight again. Chris has been away for at a uh, college disc golf tournament, and Cooper, who's brother number six. Cooper, I should have called you. I should have had you come on, but uh, I guess I just didn't think about it. Sorry, Cooper. We'll get you next time. But, uh, yeah, Cooper says he's been at a disc golf tournament. That's where Chris has been for this whole time. Uh, Ryan, don't you have, like, eight other brothers? <laughs> we can't get Zach to bring a GG. I've been trying to get Zach to come on, and I, I I just not so sure he wants to do it as much. And he's also very busy as well. So, but uh, let's see. Yeah, Cooper, I have five other brothers. So between uh, there, there's seven of us total. There's six boys, one girl. I'm the oldest. Chris is number three. James is number four. Cooper here is number six out of the seven. So there's uh, Casey, who is the only girl. She's number five. Travis is uh he's he's number seven he's only 12 and then zach is a little younger than me he's 20 oh he's gonna kill me if i get it wrong i'm just gonna say 25 i think he's 25 or 26 at this point but that's all the brothers so anyways uh i will have to get more of my brothers in here because cooper i may have to get you in here next time just to come and talk in here but let's go ahead and get to the third period to finish this up here tonight guys um like i mentioned colin delia is in for kevin lincoln in at this point at the beginning of the third period he, uh, the Stars chase him from the net. Um, one minute in, Klingberg has a good chance in the slot. It was a good save by Delia, and it's a sca- it's a really scary shot to take as your first uh, shot in net if you're calling Delia. So really good save by him there. Um, Sagan would immediately hit a post right after that Klingberg shot as the pressure would continue for the Stars. But uh, nothing would come out of that. Uh, 1745, this is where I wrote the, my Harley comment. Harley has had a lot of shot attempts in tonight's game, and I want to see more out of that from uh, Thomas Harley. Um, 16 and a half minutes remaining. Uh, Kirby Doc hits Nemestikov, and for a little bit, it looked like the whistle might be blown because he stayed down for a little bit, Nemestikov did, 
And I, I put a question mark. I put hurt and I put hope not because Nemesnikov has been a pretty good addition for the stars. Um, not necessarily in the offensive way, but he's really fit into how the stars play and uh, how Rick Bonus likes to run this team. Um, 14 minutes, 15 seconds remaining in the third. Klingberg with a really funny whiff shot. I started laughing, and so did uh, Razor when it happened. <laughs> it was like a real slow trickle, and nobody touched it as it went past the, the red line behind the goaltender. So I just thought I had to mention that because it was funny. Uh, two minutes later, J- uh, Debrinkit would have a shot, and it was a very good shot, but Ottawa would make a better save. Uh, le- one minute after that, 11.37 remaining, uh, Corey Stillman would stand up, Luke Glendening, so Luke Glendening, really getting uh, stood up there and it, you know, I would hate to be out there and get hit by, by like Hawk and Paul or something like that. Who's the stars uh, top hit getter. Does that make sense? I guess. I don't know. But anyways, I would not like to get hit by Corey Stillman either. Corey Stillman is a huge boy. He's ginormous. Um, and nothing really to report through the first 10 minutes. And then I wrote after that 1137 mark at eight minutes, 50 seconds remaining. I just wrote down something because I hadn't written, written down anything. I wrote uh, 30 to 24 in favor of Chicago when it comes to shots. So, you know, Chicago still out shooting the stars, but a lot of these shots are from the outside. Otter is able to see it. He's doing a really good job with them and the stars are doing well defensively around him and definitely playing better than they did against New Jersey. Um, Chicago with shots from the distance, like I literally just mentioned. Wow. Uh, but, uh, anyway, a minute after that, Hens would have a shot, uh, and Delia would make the save there. So Hens getting several chances in tonight's game. And I think he's really starting to make up for some of the, some of the defensive miscues that he had in the first period. He wasn't really great in the first period, but he made up for it. Um, Krisha would have a chance and Otter would make the save with five and a half minutes remaining, five minutes remaining. There was a lot of good saves by Delia with some chaos in front of the net by Hanson, that top line. So that top line, even though we're up at this point by two goals, they're still looking for the third and the third goal, go ahead goal for the stars would actually come in the form of Tyler Sagan. Uh, Sagan would make it six to three Dallas and he scores off of a wraparound goal that, you know, probably shouldn't have gone in, but who cares? Sagan gets his 22nd of the year. Ardell will go in and pull up his comment here. He gets hated on, but he is pulling his weight more often than not. Good to see 91 bounce back after two forgettable end-of-game performances by Sagan. Yeah, and I remember watching... I, I did go and watch the highlights, and I can't remember if it was the second goal or the third goal that... I think it was the second goal that put New Jersey ahead two to one. And he lo- looked completely lost in the defensive zone and basically let whoever scored the second goal, just go straight into Otter or whoever. Again, I don't know who was in that. I think it was Otter, but I'm not positive, but anyway, he allows him to go in and that's how the game, you know, pretty much ends for the stars. They get, they go behind two to one. So it is good for him to get a goal, get a wraparound goal. And he does have 22 on the year. I don't think he makes it to 30. 25 though definitely he definitely could make get another three goals in the next in the next uh, 10 games to end the season and that's a lot better considering how the way he and ben both started this year so hopefully that continues for the stars into the playoffs as well and then we can get both of those guys scoring even more consistently when uh the games mean even more so with that goal by Sagan, he actually has three goals in the last four games and that's something that i wish i had seen before i started talking about Sagan, but you know, he's he's coming up when the Stars need him. And that 
that sixth goal would prove to be really important for the Stars. Um, three and a half minutes remaining in the third. Pavelski almost gets it behind Delia. 20 seconds later, Robo shoots it wide, going for the hat trick and, you know, going for the open net. And then two minutes, 50 second, 57 seconds remaining, Doc shelves it. And I already talked about this goal a little bit. But uh, Otter was kind of hugging his post, and he left the far side wide open. And Doc is a very skilled forward. He's hasn't been as good this year as he is expected to be, I guess. Like, he's not living up to his expectations. But right there, he, he made a fantastic shot. It was a absolute fantastic shot by Kirby Doc. And uh, that would make it 6-4. to four, So the Stars still with a two-goal lead. And that sixth goal looks really important right now. Because if it had been 5-4, to four, I would have expected to see a little bit more push out of Chicago to try and get that uh that game tying goal to put make it five to five but thanks to sagan it's only it's six to three uh two and a half minutes remaining the shots were 39 to 30 chicago it would be six on five for the rest of the game empty net for chicago and robo almost had a hat trick with 10 seconds remaining it goes inches wide i was really hoping he would get it that would have been his third hat trick of the season uh but we would not be able to uh, get a goal, get the empty net goal. That's just typical Stars fashion this season for some reason. And the final score in tonight's game would be 6-4 to four in favor of the Stars. Stars get a really big two points because if we're going to get this playoff position, whether it be the first wild card or the second wild card, we have to have more points. Because if you look at the tiebreaker, because there's a couple teams that could tie us in the tiebreaker. If you look at the tiebreaker, every team has more regulation wins than the Stars do. And all, all around us, like all around us, they have more regulation wins. And that's just because the stars have been so good. And after 60 minutes this year, it's the exact flip flop of last season. So it's really important that the stars get regulation wins and that they also pick up two points without giving points out to teams who are, uh, you know, also looking to try and get into the playoffs, whether that be uh, Vegas whether that be Vancouver or whether that be Nashville or I guess even at this point, LA, LA is in danger of dropping out of the, uh, the uh, playoff race. But I, I, I don't see that happening for LA. I think LA will, will get, will stay in the playoffs and I just don't see Vegas getting that third position, but it's much more possible now than it was a week ago. So anyways, uh, let's still go ahead and take a look at a couple of comments here for you guys tonight. And let me see. Um, here we go. Here's a comment. This is not really like a, uh, a game comment. This is more like a personal comment for us. Why are you Chambers boy such diehard Dallas Stars fan? Your dad a hockey fan? Yes, he was the one who really got us started. Um, he, he moved to the Metroplex when I was born in 1993, and that just happened to be the same year the Stars came around. He went to one game and got hooked. And as soon as he got hooked, he had me skating when I was four, and ever since I started skating, I've just been an absolute hockey nut. And I, I joke all the time that I was born in the wrong country. I should have been born in Canada rather than, uh, especially down in the South in the United States, because hockey is my favorite sport, even over the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, sue me. Um. Anyways, let's see see a couple of other comments. Katrina, who I think is a new subscriber. So Katrina, thank you for subscribing. And uh, thank you for listening on tonight. Harley's been really trying for that first goal. Yes, he has been, and he, he's going to get it before the end of the season. And that, that may be a hot take, but I really think he's going to get it before the end of the season. 
And then I think we'll just see a barrage of goals from Thomas Harley over the course of the next uh, month, at least I hope, going into the playoffs because we could definitely use that extra offense from our defense there. Um, let's see what else we got. Um, Ardell, uh, when do we see Wedgewall again? Good question. Um, I definitely think we're going to see a lot more of Jay Gottinger over the course of the next 10 games. Um, I need to look at the schedule here real quick. But if we have another back-to-back coming up, I would expect uh, Wedgewall to play one of those games. And, but, I mean, Otter plays so much better when he's, you know, in the net more often. And he hasn't been in the net as often, and his numbers haven't been as good. Now, two of the goals weren't his fault tonight. But, uh, okay, so here we go. Here's our schedule for the next for the next week. Uh, we play Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, going into Easter weekend. And then there's a back-to-back on the 20th and 21st with Edmonton and Calgary. So that's going to be a hard back-to-back at the latest. That's where I would expect to see Wedgewall again. If I had to take a guess, I would put uh, Wedgewall against Edmonton and put Otter against Calgary because Calgary is definitely the better team between the two. So I'm just going to go ahead and say Edmonton is the next game that we see Wedgewall because, I mean, Otter's going to be our goalie going into the playoffs, and we need him to be stellar. And if the only way he's going to be stellar is he gets in more games, then we get we ride him. Ride him, ride him, ride him into the playoffs. So uh, we'll, we'll see how all of that goes. <laughs> Um, anyways, let's see. Um, I didn't even think about Dallas being on a back-to-back at any point in this game. They brought it tonight. Had to must win game. Yes. And I mentioned that at, at, well, maybe not at the beginning of the podcast, but it was towards the, towards the beginning. It it didn't look like they played the night before. And maybe that was because they saved their energy in the third period. Like they probably shouldn't have, but it goes to show again, and and I'll I'll say this again because it's frustrating. The Stars had a one nothing lead. They backed off, played defense in the game against New Jersey, and they lose the game. What do they do tonight? They go on the offense. They take care of business, and they win the game. Yeah, they gave up four goals. Who cares? They scored six. If that's how we're we're gonna win the games now, great. I don't care how you win the games. Okay. The only thing I don't want to see is in the third period, when you're up by especially one goal, you sit there and you turtle. I don't want to see that. I don't. I want to see more offensive pressure in the offensive zone. And we saw that in the third period tonight, did we not? We saw that. It, now, it was definitely more defensive focused in this third period, as it should. But it's not. it's not like if you had to put a percentage between the amount of defense we see and the amount of offense that we see in those third periods. Typically, when the Stars are up by one or two goals, we see them play 90% defense and 10% offense, if that. Maybe even 95-5. to But in tonight's game, it was definitely more 60% defense and like 40% offense. Maybe 35% offense and 65% defense. I'm just trying to put it in terms of percentages for it to make sense and like to see the difference between the game against... The Devils, which, again, we we have to win those games. We have to win those games. And then the game tonight against the Chicago Blackhawks, two teams who are not going to the playoffs. And we, we have to see that consistent offensive pressure. 
If it's in the other zone, if it's in the offensive zone, guess what's not happening? We're not having to worry about playing so much defense because it's in the offensive zone. It's 200 feet the other way. So I'm sitting here touching the wall. I don't know why. But anyways, that I would like to see that more. Please, Rick Bonus, see that more. Anyways, uh, maybe that's my one thing tonight that I can complain about because otherwise it was a great game. Stars played absolutely great. It shouldn't have been four goals. It should have just been two tonight. But anyways, um, Cooper, what are you talking about? What flavor jam? <laughs> uh, okay, that's a weird question. I was going to click on something else and I saw that and I was really confused. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, are you talking about like flavored jams? I, I really don't know. Uh, I did like a, a new jam that we tried. It's a raspberry jam. You know, just regular raspberry. It's really good. If you've never had raspberry jam, I suggest it. Pretty good. And with that awkward question there at the end by Cooper, I think I'm going to call it a night here tonight. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate all the support that you guys give us. And, uh, you know, as always... We will try to get uh, Chris and James in here more often. It's much more fun when the two of them are here with me. And it's it's just more fun. But anyways, um, that's going to do it for us here tonight. For me, I say us. It's just me. But please go and use the promo code THPN. Next time you go and use the DraftKings site, their app for a special little offer from them. Let's them know that we're the ones that send you. And it allows us to get a little bit of extra compensation. And we really appreciate that. Go and check out StarcasticMarkShop.com. We just released our first phase of merchandise about three weeks ago. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. And that's the best and most direct way you can support our podcast. So we'd really appreciate it if you would go and do that. And with no I know, I'm Ryan. This has been the After Game Review for game number 72. Say it. GG boys. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good evening, afternoon, morning, whenever you're listening.